Today we're exploring the changes I've noticed, at least a series of changes that I've noticed, not just in my life, but in the lives of the people around me who are my peers. Some, not all, toward a more conservative persuasion. We're diving into conservatism. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> By looking at what conservatism actually is, what are conservative views and what are conservative positions, we try to figure out how come conservatism seems to have such a bad rep among young people? How come it seems to be synonymous with being old and inflexible and boring and archaic? Um, we have that conversation today and I'm quite excited about it. Then we move on to four topical points and something old, new, culture and true. I'm looking forward to that part of the conversation because we consider whether or not Uvusitembeguayo could actually hold the highest office in the land. And then I leave you with unsolicited advice uh, to take with you into the week. Uh, you probably don't need it, but it is free. We're touching on all of this and more today on the show with me, Lele Mutadi. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. So I've been thinking about the changes I've undergone over the past year or so. Changes brought on by my acceptance of the gospel, salvation, and coming to faith. I speak about this in the blog post that I hope I'll attach somewhere with this episode. Um, that takes a completely different perspective, a kind of an anecdotal um, view, approach to this topic. So it might be worth taking a look at. But honestly, I didn't anticipate my entire life would change from that one decision to accept God's sovereignty and to give up living for myself. And when you consider what it means to give up living for yourself, surely it makes sense that you would expect a complete change in, one, in your life. Uh, but somehow I didn't. Somehow I expected that I'd be able to keep, you know, parts of who I was in the past, or in fact, not even just past, parts of, of, of who I was. I was hoping to keep a significant chunk of who I was and the life I was living um, and still be able to, you know, put one foot into what God wants to do in my life. At the very least, I knew there were going to be behaviors I'd have to modify. Maybe I'd have to read scripture, go to church and pray. But what happened is nothing like I expected. Yes, those elements are involved but instead of the humdrum life of someone who otherwise looks good on christian paper which even that is something i miss the mark on on a daily basis it has been a glorious and humbling journey of complete rediscovery i'm talking everything okay a wholly hostile takeover so to speak from food and clean eating to discipline and obedience to sex and dating to politics and philosophy philosophy which brings us to today's topic, right? Um, has Christianity made me more conservative? First of all, I would like to declare that I would hope my views are ever evolving. Um, I want to stay informed, I want to stay teachable. Um, and I would hate to think that I would ever be so bogged down and so sure uh, of myself uh, that I never want to learn anything more. Uh, but as of today, I believe in small government. I believe in the free market. Of course, I believe in regulation as well to an extent. I believe in private enterprise. I believe in marriage. Uh, of course, I believe in celibacy. 
and I am more critical of um, the kind of Marxist, neo-Marxist theories, academic theories that are seeping into uh, public policy and particularly mainstream social discourse. So that would be things like queer theory and critical race theory. Um, An example of the previous point would be what I was discussing with someone over uh, a few weeks ago, um, that I don't actually see the problem if you remember um, a few weeks ago, maybe not even a few weeks ago, this is probably months old now, if not a year, uh, there was backlash, a certain amount of backlash um, against Dr. Chimamanda Ngozi because of, I guess, a response. Okay, so basically the statement went, trans women are trans women, right? I, the, the question was, are trans women women? And um, from what I've been able to research about what happened um, and about what actually instigated uh, the kind of backlash and, you know, almost cancellation um, was that she gave that answer that trans women are trans women. And I don't see the problem with that. Um, I would love to have someone on the show um, who can explain to me, and I'm being so sincere, um, who can explain to me what the problem with that is, because I, I would have thought that that answer would be satisfactory, that it would be the quote unquote correct answer. Um, Trans women are trans women. I mean, the question itself concedes that they're trans women, you know, Um, and especially when you consider that um, we should probably use words a little more descriptively um, than I think we're trying to do on the far left, you know. Um, so, so that's definitely something that I would like to have a conversation about on this podcast. So if you were to Google conservatism, the kind of definition you would come up with is uh, twofold. So first, conservatism, according to um, Oxford, is a commitment to traditional values and ideas with opposition to change or innovation. So that's a very restrictive Um, definition. The second one they give is the holding of political views that favor free enterprise, private ownership, and socially traditional ideas. Um, I think that definition is a bit more broad. Um, It isn't as narrow as the first. uh, So I think it is a lot more accurate than the first one. Uh, But just so that it makes a little bit more sense in terms of bringing this back home, bringing this back to the ground, I want to speak about what conservative positions actually look like, or at least the kind of thinking behind conservative positions. So the conservative adheres to custom. Um, The conservative adheres to convention and continuity, right? So this is coming from a place uh, of at least acknowledging, appreciating um, that things that are the way they are today um, have probably been able to prevail throughout the years for some good reason, right? They they have 
served some sort of purpose. There's a reason they're around. Uh, there's a reason they, whatever particular mechanisms we're looking at, are in place and in operation as opposed to any other. Um, so, so that's the idea. The conservative believes in what may be called the principle of prescription, right? So um, that is to say the individual is foolish, but the species is wise. That's a quote from Burke. Um, the, conservative, the, the conservative pays attention to the principle of variety, which is why I say that that first definition that we read from Oxford about conservative, conservatism being opposed to change isn't necessarily true. Conservatives are open to change, um, but it's just about moderation, right? So um, conservatism, I would say, um, is more concerned with testing, trial and error, um, not so much taken by grand gestures of wanting to change the world and cosmic justice and all these extreme, you know, um, policy changes and just, you know, radical changes to language and meaning. Uh, conservatives, conservatives want to take a step back and look at things and consider why things uh, are the way that they are and to see what we can glean about um, how that informs our decisions going forward about how the kind of society we'd like to plot, the kind of course we'd like to plot for our children's lives. Um, so, so, I mean, already it, you can understand, I guess, uh, why conservatism would be synonymous with um, older, more mature uh, groups of people. But I think these are really just, this isn't necessarily an age issue. Um, I think these are really just issues of um, belief, of ideology. Um, and I think that conservatism makes the most sense um, if you're someone who, um, who understands that permanence and change must be recognized and reconciled in a vigorous society. So you're someone who wants that kind of interplay between keeping the old um, and also, of course, progressing uh, incrementally. So there is a need for prudence. There is a need for restraints. And I really have to say that one area that I've noticed definitely um, this sort of conservative, conservative uh, element of my life, change in my life uh, to be popping up more and more is in my reading of, um, of judgments, or at least my, my reading of, of, of statute, but in my consideration of the interpretation of that statute, so through judgments. Um, and and I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm engaging with the law, well, with policy, really, um, in, in a more circumspect way. I think coming into, uh, I mean, I'm a law student, so yeah, context. Uh, so, but coming into um, an LLB, uh, well, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself, um, when I came into my LLB, um, I kind of took for granted that judges could be wrong. Um, and I think we all do that. All, all young people do that. We take the sort of academic intellectual elites to be demigods of some sort. Um, and I'm coming into a place where I'm considering I want a sense of coherence in my life. I want a sense of 
concordance. I need my politics to match up with my faith. I need that to match up with my friendships. I need that to match up with what I eat, how I eat, when I eat, you know, I need that to match up with how I respond to difficulty. And it's very, very difficult. I struggle every day. I get things wrong all the time, uh, but I'm willing to learn. The past year has felt like scales falling from my eyes. It's like the first few days of wearing your new prescription lenses. The world has changed. It's the same world, but the difference in perspective is so noticeable. It's clearer, more defined and teeming with vibrant potential. Above all, the world has changed in meaning. I'm finally aware of a coherence in the world around me, in the grand scheme into which I was made, created. I have, by God's grace, found the truth of the gospel in Christ, in the Bible. I've found the good life. I may not always have the answers. In fact, I usually don't have the right answers, uh, to the questions that confound me, that confound a lot of us, but at least now I know where to find them. Now I know the place to go when these types of issues keep me up at night, so to speak. Let's get into the main topics. Before we jump into Fofo Maslalisane today, um, I just want to wrap up that conversation um, by providing, I guess, my own hypothesis for why conservatism has such a bad rep. Terrible PR, terrible, atrocious. Um, conservatism is not easily defined, and I think that's one of the main issues. Uh, we saw from today's conversation already that uh, you can, you've, got a, you've got a narrower and more broad definition. So one is narrow, one is broad. Um, you never know which one any person is really referring to in a conversation, in any sort of disagreement, encounter. And so that kind of makes things difficult. Um, and it's important to clarify that um, because I think that the other side, uh, or at least, yeah, the, the opposing side will always be ready to straw man the conservative position, or at least in my experience, that's what I've, I've noticed. So conservatism is, is not easily defined, but a lot of political philosophy um, concepts, I guess, philosophical concepts aren't easy, easily defined. And so that shouldn't in itself uh, mean that conservatism can be written off, right? Um, and conservatism... Uh, has had really bad marketing in terms of the kinds of people we see as conservatives, right? So, I mean, conservatives are usually branded to be the um, tycoons who don't really uh, want to have conversations about redress, have conversations about uh, justice, you know, the people who want to be left alone to enjoy their money, you know, they don't want to be bothered by poor people. Um, you know, there's a very, I think there's a very villainous sort of depiction of conservatives, uh, whereas anyone on the other side um, is kind of put on a moral pedestal, right? So regardless of really the veracity of any of the positions, any of the, 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 the sentiments, any of the points, any of the arguments that they present, the whole point, the whole discussion will 
honestly just come down to who has the moral authority, who is taking up, quote unquote, the most space, who has, um, I guess, the, the, um, the, what is it called? I think it's called ethnic, um, ethnic epistemology. Um, I will check that and correct that if I'm if I'm wrong. Uh, but I think it's called ethnic epistemology, uh, and and basically stand oh standpoint epistemology I think is what it is. Um, and ethnic gnosticism is the phrase I was looking for by uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum. I think is how that surname is pronounced. I'm so sorry if I butchered it. Uh, but yeah, those would be the 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 reasons that I think. Um, people don't want to be known as conservatives. Um, people don't want to be branded conservatives. People don't want to, people think it's a dirty word. You know what? I'll take it. Um, I don't like labels. Um, and I don't necessarily think I fit neatly into the conservative box. Uh, but I'll, I'll stand there. I'll stand on that side, you know, um, not just to be a contrarian, but because I, I feel like there's very important, um, conversations to be had they're very important conversations to be had about what the value of conservatism right um i don't think it's worth it to throw the baby out with the bath water um but i'm finally ready now uh to go into fofo maslalisane let's get into it something old new culture and true in something old today we're celebrating with that to john Kani. oh wow um if you don't know who I'm talking about, you've probably never seen Black Panther, in which case, hang your head in shame. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, but you should probably check it out. Well, you know, do what you want. <laughs> but so Utatu John Kani was born today, uh, well, at least on this day in 1943, which makes him 77 years old, today being the 30th of August, uh, born Bonisile John Kani. Um, Utatukani is a South African actor, author, director, and playwright known for portraying T'Chaka, T'Chaka in the Marvel movie uh, Black Panther, right? Uh, he has also been part of The Lion King. I mean, honestly, we can't go through Utatukani's CV. We would be here forever, right? This is someone who's i mean yeah this is a decorated individual right um so we celebrate you uh Tata. we hope you had a great day today uh happy birthday to you um this also is the father of Atanwakani. i had a bit of a crush on Atanwa, but anyway as called <laughs> um but yes, uh, I saw Missing, um, which is a play by Utatukani. Um, a few years ago, I saw it in high school at, I think, at the Market Theater, um, and it was brilliant. Uh, I've also seen Sizwe Banzi is Dead, uh, also another brilliant uh, play, you know. So, yeah, what, what an incredible life, um, what an incredible human being, what a talented person, um happy 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 birthday um uh Dadu John Gani have an awesome day and something new today Zambian president uh Hakainde Hichilema uh I mean this is okay 
probably not as new as it was about a week ago <laughs> since he's been inaugurated and all of that and you know um results have come out and all of that but this man deserves a special mention in today's episode because i mean it's his story is so inspirational this man ran he's 59 okay he ran in five previous elections okay so this is a man who shows you what persistence means okay I, I mean, if you if if you don't need someone to model, you know what this man has just shown the world. I do. Okay, so maybe maybe this is for me more than it is for anyone else. Okay, so that was two thousand and six, two thousand and eight, two thousand and eleven, um, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, and twenty twenty one. Uh, the twenty fifteen elections that was uh you know after the the passing of President Michael Sata. So you you'll notice that uh yeah there's there's a there's a jump in there. Um, so he is an economist, right? So he's an economist. He is also the leader of the United Party for National Development as of 2006. Um, I'm quite excited to see what he does with uh, Zambia, particularly with the economy. Um, I've always thought that economists, or at least I'm coming to learn that uh, you know, economists make very, I think they make very um, sharp social theorists. Um, I think it's very important. Understanding of economy is very important um, in understanding just how people work, um, understanding, you know, consumption patterns, understanding motivation, uh, understanding what it means to organize a people, uh, what it means to just, yeah, um, to to run things, right, to produce um, and, and, and just to keep that order. Uh, so very excited about that. I have been looking at the at the UPND um, manifesto over the past few days, and I am seeing quite a few things that I find interesting. So, I mean, the UPND and I'm reading here from their manifesto, the UPND will maintain Zambia as a Christian nation while promoting and upholding religious freedom and tolerance of other religions and beliefs. This I found very notable because, I mean, I, I, I always wonder what, how would South Africa be different if we, I guess, were explicit, we were a Christian nation, basically. Um, if we, and instead of just like the general uh, Judeo-Christian ethos that kind of runs through Western civilization, if we were actually, you know, kind of unapologetically Christian, um, how would that change our society? Uh, but so the UPND says their core values include, uh, this is also from their manifesto, un unity and diversity, equality before the law, respect for the freedoms and rights of all citizens, transparency, accountability, integrity, and social justice. Um, the UPND says their vision is to, quote, have a united and prosperous Zambia with equal opportunities across ethnic, religious, and gender considerations, living in harmony in a free democratic society, thus carrying forward Zambia's vision 2030. I'm not sure I have ever encountered Zambia's vision 2030. That's probably something that I can check out over the next few days. And you can too, if you have a bit of time. But moving on to something culture, should 
Would you rather vote Vusi Tembeguayo for president? Okay, here are my thoughts. I'm getting on my soapbox about this and judge me if you will. Vusi Tembeguayo would make a good president, at least, I mean, uh, look at look at look at what we've look at our options right that's all i'm saying uh i'm saying he's he's he makes a pretty he makes a pretty solid candidate uh for several reasons the man is qualified right and i don't just mean in terms of uh being educated i mean in terms of leadership experience i think he understands how people work i've been listening to his podcast i mean uh, I've, I've i've heard his positions on several things various things throughout the years obviously of just you know knowing of him and seeing him on TV interviews, that kind of thing, uh, listening to his talks, speeches. Um, the man understands how people are organized, how people work in organization, how people respond to um, uh, the organize in, in how people respond to the organization environment, basically. So how they respond to um, colleagues, how they respond to leadership. Um, he understands um, how to sell a vision. Uh, quite well. Uh, he's very persuasive, but he also strikes me as someone who gets the job done. You know, this is someone who has been able to make a name for himself. He's been consistent to some um, regard. Uh, you know, he has, he's been unapologetic about making money. And this is something I respect him for, right? Because in today's South Africa, I think in today's world, but particularly in South Africa, if you're unapologetic about making money, you're considered to be morally depraved, right? You're considered to, like you, I mean, you're, especially as a black person, are you joking? Like you're considered a sellout, you're considered bougie, you know, there it's, it's, it's I mean, Vusi Tembegwayo understands that there is no virtue in pretending not to want money. Um, in fact, the virtue lies in the honesty in coming to terms with uh, the consciousness that we need money, um, and it's just about how to how to you know use it, and I guess the best way to go about uh, creating wealth, uh, because ultimately you know wealth is created. We don't sit around and just expect things to you know. But he understands that, right? So how to create wealth, how to distribute wealth, um, who is entitled to what in a society? Uh, so those are important conversations. He is interested also in conversations about redress. So that's something that I do notice as well about him. So I would say I would put uh, uh, VT more to like the moderate centrist um, plane uh, or at least area on the political uh, spectrum. Uh, so he's not too far gone either way, which is what I think we need. And we need someone who can at least still keep the sentiment of the Rainbow Nation going. I think VT does that, okay? I mean, this is this is someone who, he can bring people together. And that's what we were expecting Ramaphosa to do. But Ramaphosa can't do that because he's old anyway. And he's too far gone. And, uh, well, he was never going to, well, okay, I'm not going to get on that. But basically, was it Wire for president? Yes or no? I want to hear your thoughts. Please do not deprive me of that. Something true as we close off the show today would be from John 10, 
Um, and I'm taking the reading from John 10, 1 to 10, but I won't read the whole thing, just verse 10. Um, reading from the NIV version. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Today, something true is encouraging because we see a contrast between the destroyer of happiness and the giver of joy, who is Christ, right? We see that in Christ, we can live life to the full. In fact, we've been promised life in its fullness, the fullness of life, right? So the life you have today and all it includes and all it doesn't include is the life God has given you. You can live it abundantly and with joy based on Christ and no one else, right? So if you choose to let life pass you by or you allow problems, disappointment and drudgery to steal your joy, to steal your zest, if you allow the enemy to steal, kill and destroy parts of you and parts and areas of your life that should be alive, should be thriving, um, that's not necessarily the default, right? That's not the way things have to be, right? The invitation of Jesus still stands even today, you can have life and life in abundance, life to the full. So um, Jesus is not only a guide to the gate, right? He is the gate itself. Jesus is the good life, the giver of joy, the prince of peace. Uh, this is such an encouraging and refreshing word um, in for me, uh, because at least I mean, at least it reminds me that I won't find joy in the things of the world, right? I feel loved. I feel redeemed. Um, I feel I feel a weight lifted off of me um, because every day I wake up and I fall back in, into the trap of trying to be sufficient, um, especially, you know, being young and trying to find my place in the world. I crave, you know, an independence and self-sufficiency that sometimes um, threatens my submission, my obedience uh, to God. And, 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 to, and to Jesus in the way that I should be living my life. Um, so John 10 for today is definitely something true. I will move on to giving you something you might not need, but is free. And so you can definitely have. Uh, and that's my unsolicited advice, um, which means that I'm getting ready to say goodbye to you. Before I do that, though, don't forget to leave your thoughts. Please, I want to know what you thought about our 4-4 Maslalisane that I've just wrapped up. Uh, that included our something old where we spoke about Dr. John Gani celebrated him. Today, we spoke about something new, which was the uh, Zambian president. New, well, not so new, uh, Zambian president. Uh, and then we spoke about... Uh, for president in something culture and then something true uh we spoke about john 10 we wrapped up our four four maslalisane on those four topical issues i want to hear your thoughts on all of them particularly um the vusitembegwayo issue and obviously your thoughts about our beginning segment on conservatism please 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 do not rob me of that opportunity to engage with your comments. Uh, you can find me obviously on all across all platforms. I'm only on Twitter and Instagram, 
I probably don't have anything up right now. I will work on that. Um, yeah, I guess I have this to be accountable to, right? Um, you will hold me accountable to that uh, because I have to, you know, get on there. But reach out to me. Um, I want to hear what you have to say. I am at Lele Mutari underscore on Twitter. I am at Lele Mutari underscore on Instagram. So that's the same handle. I am Lele Mutari on YouTube. Um, and I, I mean, you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast, but I will also try to put it on YouTube uh, so that even more people have access to it. Advice you didn't know you needed uh, as I wrap up today's show, get out of your own way. Yes, I said it. Get out of your own way. Um, you might be confused about where you are right now. You might not know what you're doing. You might, you know, be facing a sense of indecision or fear or whatever. Um, God is not confused, okay? You might be confused. God is not confused, okay? It is bigger than you, but not bigger than God, okay? Sometimes we just get so caught up in wanting to be the ones who fix the issue wanting to be the ones who figure it out, you know, who have the plan and know how things are going to work. And, you know, we just have it all sorted out that we miss completely the fact that we're stressing ourselves out and it immobilizes us, right? That that sense of perfectionism um, is what essentially renders us, you know, immobile and unproductive uh, because we get caught up in wanting to be enough. We get caught up in wanting to be have things happen through us in our control by us uh, so get out of your own way it's not worth it just let god deal with it let god work okay because i, I mean yeah humble yourself to god's will humble submit yourself and these are things that are difficult to do I, i'm speaking mostly to myself here um so get out of your own way okay it's not worth it it wastes too much time get out of your own way Learn to notice when you are getting in your own way. Learn to notice when you are holding on to fear because it's familiar. Learn to notice when you're holding on to anxiety because it's familiar. Learn to notice when you're holding on to anger and guilt because you feel entitled to anger. You feel entitled to, feel, to feeling guilty. You're feeling entitled to, feel, to feeling pain uh, over a trauma or an experience. Learn to notice those things about yourself. Learn to find a quiet space, a quiet time uh, where you can actually reflect on the source of your feelings. That is all I have for you today. These conversations don't end. Of course, you know that they continue. So get in touch with me. But until next time, please breathe deeply. Okay. Drink water, pray, pray, of course. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure spending time with you. Stay blessed. From me, Lele. Ah. <laughs>